Welcome, everybody. This is Inside Eye, and I'm sitting here with... Brother Antonio Harvey. Please call me Tony. So there's only two of us here today. <laughs> and Man, we uh, got stood up. You know, not, but it's, it's all good because the show must go on. Exactly. And we're just the two. We are professionals. Isn't that right? We're just the two professionals who can carry it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We so we're going to bring, whether rain, we like the post office, whether rain, sleet, or snow, <laughs> we're going to deliver um, the black word. So in so we're going to try to do a duo uh, black talk Sacramento theme song. And we've been requested to do a little scatting, but I don't know if I could do some scatting. Um, skit, skit, but, skit, but we're gonna try. So uh, okay, all right. You you want to try? Here we go. Black. Talk Sacramento, Black 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 Talk Sacramento. All right, Mother Rosie, you're rocking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Mother Rose over there clapping her hands for our Black Talk Sacramento impromptu chants. That was more of a chant than a theme song and her assistant Lori today so yes yes and her assistant Lori over there helping out too as well those are backup dancers <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, so we are going to so we're going to do a little bit different um, it's going to be Black Talk Sacramento Light uh, episode and then but first I want to tell you where we are we are at Underground Books and we are located at 2814 35th Street, Sacramento, California. And the phone number here is 916-737-333 and another three. So um, you can come on out and or give her a call, Mother Rose a call. Come and pick up. We got all kind of stuff here. We have events. We have books. We have greeting cards. All See. the people that look like you are here. So you, you should come out and support uh, Black-owned business. Hey, this this, this not only a Sacramento treasure, this is a national treasure. So come out and support oh, A national books. treasure, that's right. Mm-hmm. The national treasure. What I, call it, I like to call it the Black Apollo. Uh, okay, right next to the, the theater. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's like the in- entertainment corner mm-hmm. of uh, Black Sacramento. Uh, so we're going to get started with some uh, events that's going down right here, just to let you know what's going down at Underground Books. Um, first thing that we have is we have a couple of uh, upcoming discussions of book signings. Uh, first of all, we have Trials and Tribulations by Renita J. Taylor. It's going to be on uh, sa- uh, Saturday, March 28th, going from 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, come on out and take part in that if you are a literary-minded person. So, And also, too, we have uh, Lalita Tadmi, or Tadmi. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name exactly. But that's going down April 26th, so that's next month. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a save the date, so you put a little pin in that from 3 to 5.30 p.m. And the book that she's discussing is uh, Citizen Creek. So come out and support local artists and local authors uh, trying to, um, you know, trying to write and get appreciation for their writing. And then also, too, um, Tony is going to give us the announcement for, uh, I guess, Women's History Month. Yes, it is Women's History Month, the month of March. And there are some special things going on in Sacramento. And one of them will be taking place here at Underground Books. Throughout the month, started earlier, March 7th, and it runs to 
June 20, uh, March 28th. And what we have here is the Fiber Art Masters that will be presenting musical threads. And that will take place on Saturdays where they will have demonstrations and programs from 1 to 6 p.m. Oh, so this is What's more that? underground? March 14th, which okay. is coming up, right? Okay. They have an exhibit that runs from 1 to 6 p.m. An art quilt, Apple Leak demo by artist Jan Holland is scheduled to run from 2 to 3 p.m. Once again, once again, that's on March 14th. And a tea and sweet potato pie, once again, the dessert table that, that was mentioned earlier. Uh, that's provided by Faye Wilson-Kennedy. That's at 3 p.m. March 14th, same day. A doll party telling stories with dolls by Gloria Grandy, which is set for 4 to 5 p.m. Oh, it's kind of like a little 14. doll uh, theater. Yes, yes. You know, is, it, is this, it a puppet theater? Or? Well, hey, well, this must be something they do differently because we do know about the quilt, uh, the art and quilt that they have um, every every March that uh, Faye Kennedy is uh, involved with. But, well, they're going to be playing with dolls this time instead of just making them and selling them and stuff. So that okay. should be putting there as interesting. Yeah. And if I'm available myself, I definitely want to stop in there and see what these ladies doing because they do some beautiful things about that. Yeah, and yeah. The one yeah. thing about quilt is, you know, it's so, you know, it's the fabric of our uh, heritage. Yeah. You know, with yeah. slavery and all. The craftsmanship. The craftsmanship. Yeah. So we definitely want to support that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so moving on, that is our underground news. Today we are celebrating our spotlight artist, and that will be Harley White Jr. And we're going to play a little intro from him. I love this guy. Um, and from his new stuff that he has on SoundCloud. At the root, the Harley White Jr. Orchestra plays the blues. Harley White Jr. is an Oakland native and a son of a prominent bassist and educator, Harley White. So he's Harley White Jr. Orchestral blues from the 20s to the 50s era was a big part of the HWJO, so that's the Harley White Jr. Orchestra <laughs> origins, classic and original works in the style of Ellington, Basie, and Armstrong were program staples. So here is Harley White Jr. Orchestra. was Harley White and yeah, that like selection that. was called Cupcake. Yeah. So if you want to find someone to cupcake with, you can just play that song and y'all can <laughs> cupcake together while you're listening to Cupcake. And um, I'm pretty sure she or he won't mind. <laughs> All right. So um, moving on, we're going to do some Observer News. Yes, observer yes, 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 News. Yes, observer News. Yeah. So um, since we have Tony Harvey from the Observer. Yes. Uh, publication. So tell us what you guys well, have. First of all, before on. I uh, 
start with some of the information that we have in our latest edition, which is uh, February 24th through March 4th. I do want to share the fact that we lost one of our observer family members, Miss Rowena Mulatto. She passed away February 21st. And what's interesting about her, because I can go into a little bit more details, she ushered on the Observer online site about 13 years ago. And that's why she is pretty much a family member and, you know, a stable of of what the Observer does. So was that when the internet was really... Just this is about 13 years ago. Yes, yes. And, and the significant thing about what Rowena did, uh, she also started San Jose. She started their online edition when she was attending online, uh, San Jose State University in the uh, middle 90s. Oh. So we were able to uh, bring her to Sacramento. She and her uh, then boyfriend turned <laughs> husband, uh, Marcus Walton. And they, well, she single-handedly got that up and running. And what you see on our website SacObserver.com uh, <laughs> is mostly of stuff that she implemented. All right. At the time so she was she a did. forerunner. She was a visionary. She was a visionary. Yes, yes. She was, to be perfectly honest, you know, I, I, I met her, Marcus, and Rowena. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Genoa. I'm getting a little welled up here. And Genoa Barrow, uh, my colleague down at the, the Observer. I met them when we were in a community college, work for a community college newspaper. They were writing for the Contra Costa Advocate, and I was writing for the Sacramento City College Express, and we used to attend these Northern California Community College conferences, and that's when I first met these people. Mm. And then a few years later, we meet again at the Observer. Small world. Small world. This has been going on for like 20 years. Just crossing Uh, paths with each other. Yeah. Eventually, you know, they moved on. They stayed at the Observer for a few years, then they lived down in the, uh, Southern California, and then she was diagnosed with cancer, uh-huh. so she had to move back up here. As I said, you know, February 21st, she, uh, she left this life. But she was a beautiful person. She exactly what the Observer needed. She did some uh, historical things down there for us, and I'm truly going to miss her because I used to run into Rowena and her husband, Marcus, at bookstores <laughs> across Sacramento. Uh, just yeah, to tell you a little bit about me and them. You know, uh, we just Rowena and I used to talk about borders all the time because that's one of the places we like to go. And you know, they had listening uh, music listening stations and, and a lot of um, book signings in those places. But borders no longer around, and we was crushed that those things happened. But you know, underground books has filled in yeah. uh, that void for me though. But I'm going to miss Rowena. She was a nice person. She was only 43 years old. They had three kids. Oh. She lived behind three kids, but it's going to be all right. So I she do. succumbed to her cancer. Yes, yes, uh, pancreatic uh, cancer, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. uh, she fought it like a soldier. I, I do have to give her that. And I've never seen her down the whole time. I understand it was, you know, it's a painful process. Mm-hmm. You know, she went through chemotherapy like four, t- four different times and stuff. But every time I said she was always upbeat, great spirits, uh, loving life. That's all you can ask for is someone who, uh, you know, to have to go through these, mm-hmm. these medical things. But she's a beautiful person. I do want to say that again. You know, I'm going to miss you, Rowena. Uh, right. I learned a lot from you myself as far as uh, journalism. So, so we tip our hat to one of our own. We tip our hats. We yeah, you definitely do. Okay. So, uh, thanks for listening in on that. Yeah. Now we'll move on to the Observer news. On the cover of the Observer uh, this week, we have State Senator Bob Huff, Republican Diamond Bar, who uh, visited a African American institution last week, which happened to be a 
barbershop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish Marshall Brown was here to hear this. Right. Because um, he's a state senator, and he went to this barbershop. They had like a, a town hall meeting that they call Shop Talk, where they talked about some of the issues that goes on in the African-American community. Mm. So we do want to thank uh, Bob Hall for taking an interest in doing that and coming out and meet the folks and talk mm. about these issues. Okay. Matter of fact, he also visited the Observer around the same time where he – has introduced a legislation that will call for policy for body cameras. Okay. You know this thing? Everybody's coming up with their own different legislation. Right, right. Trying to piggyback on the body camera um, kind of deal that's Mm -hmm. happening right now. So it's very popular. It's like It's very popular and it is... For, I guess for, you know, I guess for politicians, this is kind of like a, a very hot, issue for them so they can really yeah. Well, the only way on you can get these things passed is through politicians. Mm-hmm. It's okay? true. So you got to go to the state house, the state capital to get right. these Right, it's true. Done. It's true. His focus is, of course, we want these law enforcement agencies in the state to utilize body cameras. Right. Okay, but he also wants to have a policy that goes along with that. When to turn them on, when to turn them off, you know, spending, budget. It's just a whole bunch of things that's integrated in this whole process to try to make this thing work. Okay. Because so as we're going to talk about like later. like a comprehensive latest? A comprehensive, latest? exactly. Okay. That is the word. Uh-huh. It is a comprehensive study right now that's going on that. And he's going out in the community, as he did with this uh, shop talk, which uh, was at CC Cuts in uh, North Thomas, is to get feedback on it. Hmm. Okay. Because, you know, one thing when you're trying to put together a bill, whether it's Assembly Bill or Senate Bill, it's not always going to be perfect. Right. So you got to go to the public. You got to get feedback from both sides, right. opposition, pros, cons, to figure out how this thing is going to work, right. and whether it's going to work or not, or whether this legislation is going to make it off the floor. <laughs> okay, because if it doesn't make it out of certain um, what they call committees, it's, it's dead in the water. It's mm-hmm. dead in the water. So, but it was pretty interesting. He talked about that. He talked about some things about education, charter schools. He's a fan of uh, charter schools um, and small businesses. Uh, He's Senator Bob Huff is very popular with small businesses in the state as far as trying to uh, uh, help small businesses grow, help people start small business and, and, and get more awareness about small business because that's what makes this economy go. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. Small business. Yeah, it's the small so and mid-sized big... businesses mm-hmm. yeah, that pay all the taxes. And they pay all the taxes. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so well, do... hopefully they do something about the impediment to small businesses, you know, to start a business. Yeah. That's, yes. that's what really needs to be tackled is the impediments to actually starting your own business. You know, just to start your own business can put you you know, in bankruptcy, you know, keep that thing going. And, and, a lot of black people start a, a small business and then they out of business uh, in a year, and then, you know, because we got all so much. Yeah. We got so much overhead, you know, from, you know, they need to make it easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Someone, uh, one of the barbers there, cause they bar, they couldn't, you know, they're cutting people here at the same yeah. time while they're having the shop talk. One of the barbers did, he said, did propose a uh, question to him about finance. Okay. We know, that we can start a business, we can open the door to a business, but to sustain a business. To keep it. To keep it. Yeah. Okay, there need to be more programs out there for them to, right? you know, so they can keep their business going. Yeah. Well, because I have a business, so it's like, you know, that's how I make my money. Right. And, and it's like, you, it's like there's so many people trying to put their hand in your pocket <laughs> to try to get money out. And, and you can, you, you man, you, 
you be paying out money just trying to make money, mm-hmm. and it's it's very hard. I mean, you have the banks. For me, it's odd because when you open up a business account, if you don't have fifteen hundred dollars in the bank, they're taking ten dollars out of your account. Yeah, yes, yes, every month. Yes, yes. And you if have you have a small amount. business, you it's can't afford more. that. No, that that. That comes to a hundred, you know, hundred twenty dollars, you know, every. So it's like, oh my god, you know, I have to try to keep them out of my pocket. It's, it's it's interesting. So you might, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a very small business. I'm a micro small business. So I mean, yeah, and you know, working down at the Observer, of course, we cover a lot of businesses around here. But I guess one of the most disturbing thing is to see someone with a great plan, a great business idea, and five or six months later. Your door is closed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. There was a sister right up here. She had a clothing store and and she tried to make that thing happen. You know, people try innovative things and you know, just to make ends meet or they might have they they might be entrepreneurs. They Mm -hmm. really want to have their own. And it's hard to have your own when you have so many people trying to, you know, be obstructionist mm-hmm. to that and be the obstruction to you having your own and to contribute to be, actually be an employer. You know, you want more business owners so that you can employ the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that's that's um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know yeah. we're uh, you, you're talking about Nicole Williams, right? Who uh, was that? Nicole Williams, who? Yeah, she owned, had the clothing store. Right now, she lives in uh, L.A. LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know, she was trying to bring. The Southern Cal, uh, Las Vegas style. Yes, yeah, here, she was trying to do some fashion, which is, yeah, yeah, fashionistas kind of thing. Yeah. And she wasn't getting the support that she needs. Right. And stuff. Right. I, I, I seen different people of different races going in there buying stuff, but right. man, we need everybody to come in there yeah. and uh, patronize Absolutely. these people. She had a real great quality store sitting right here in Oak Park where yeah. we want it to be. Right. And a few months later, you know, she's 50% sale. Going out of business sale going yeah. on. Yeah. You know? It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And she's a very talented person. I mean, she can act. She's a comedian, you know, on, in her spare time. She's mm-hmm. very business-minded. You know, we want those type of people to have businesses. Yeah, it's true. Unfortunately, that one failed. Yeah. But from my understanding, you know, I hear from her from time to time. She's doing pretty well now. Yeah, yeah. See, I see I have, I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I see her trying to do things mm-hmm. and trying to make it things go. Always. Yeah. So what else is in the nerves? Well, yes. Uh, we out? also had a story on uh, artist uh, Keith Michael, who had just uh, finished up a uh, at the Brick House, yeah, you know, exhibition at the Brick House, and it was very entertaining. Uh, the theme, his theme, what was that? Yeah, art in the key of life was more to tone down all the things that was happening to black people in 2014. Mm. So he brought out some art pieces to kind of reflect that, uh, some historical things too i wish it was still up uh for people to see but i'm pretty sure he'll come back in some capacity and do that once again but he also had an art show just a couple days ago and a lot of people came out but as he would say we have a lot of young artists that's up and coming and they're looking for direction right so when they see people see you know older people black people black artists with this type of work they try to reach out to them right and uh you know you know, see how they mind click. See, right. see what's going on. How do you become an artist? What I need to do to get better? And how can I sell my item? You know, those types yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, because it's a whole different mindset. It's a you know, whole different mindset. You know, where you have to market your artwork. It, it, you know, for artists, it's like, okay, you have to be an artist, but then also to, cha- to change gears to say, okay, I have to sell my art. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a whole other it. thing. That's a whole other gift. You got to market it. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other art form in some itself is, is to sell art. Mm-hmm. Some of his pieces on there was huge. Uh, I mean, 
we all we always see Milton Bowen's yeah. artwork. Well, he's he's, he's a genius it, it in, in mark in self marketing. Right. You know, yeah, he's he an artist. Really gets himself out there. Genius, yeah, you know? well, I know science. Some, yeah, yeah, I know some poets that are like that 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 are genius in marketing themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, because not only is he a phenomenal artist, but he knows how to you know to navigate the waters of finance. You know, you know? how to market. Yeah, yeah. And he also has this um, group that he put together called the New Power Generation. Yeah. You know, with these young ladies, and he's trying, trying to, get to more pass young it on to the next generation. Now, a couple of these ladies, one of them used to work here. You know, Jasmine Andretti. Right. You know, when I when they first put their work on display, okay, all and right. Underground books. But the used to work second here. time when they did the second show, and of course, we saw some uh, uh, Jasmine's uh, work before she uh, left Sacramento. Right. You could see her progression. Growth, yeah. The progression, the development. Okay. But they need guidance. And Milton Bowen is offering that. So you're going to hear more about the uh, new power generation in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. And, sure. you know, it, it, it's not it'd only the, that they the paint. New, well, they it'd be the new sing. power generation alumni, you know, as they get older, they'd be like, okay, we was part of this art, <laughs> you know, this art group called the new power yeah. generation, you know. And then they'll be able to start something else. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So, yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah. Got to get up to the art community around here. Right, I love it. Right. I absolutely love it. And uh, as we are uh, moving on, you know, the Elks Lodge, they host their Black History Celebration. However, they do have some events coming up next month in April uh, around Easter, and we'll definitely keep you informed on that. And I am talking about the Capital City Elks Lodge, number 1147, and the so Community is that, a, is that a black Elks number Lodge? Number 831, yep, right oh. here on Stock. They have a facility right here on Stockton Boulevard. Okay. And so how I'm, do you become a member of the Black Elks Lodge? That, do they wear the funny hats? Oh, well, you know what? I'm going to nail that down for you for the next talk that we have okay. next month. Uh, uh, you know what? Before we move on. This is the last thing I'm talking about. Uh, the Observer, okay. you can purchase here down at the Observer. I mean, excuse me, uh, Underground Books here at 35th and uh, Broadway. Mm. I just seen this play the other night at Celebration Art Theater in okay. East Sacramento. All in right. the Red and Brown Water uh, by Terrell Alvin McCraney, and it's directed by James Wheatley. You and I, Lawrence, and Sa'a, we talked about uh, James Wheatley, Being incredible guy, yeah. talking about a genius. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Yeah, right. a stand-up guy. Stand-up guy. Yes. Stand-up guy. A true artist. True artist. Thespian. Right now, he is doing some incredible thing down at that little theater in East Sacramento with a group of performers that I am very, very impressed with. Mm. This In the Brown, in the Red and Brown Water is, uh, well, it's about a young lady whose name is Oya. She's a track star. Beautiful Oya is a young runner with enormous promise, forced to choose between her ailing mother and her own dream. This intoxicating story charts a young girl's thrust into womanhood and her subsequent fall into murky waters of law. Now, that may not say a lot about this play. <laughs> but it's a good... But it's a great play. It's good. It is a great Did play. Did it have you... Had the highs and lows? Was it you, had highs was and you had laughing lows. and crying at the yeah, same uh, time? No, you don't... <laughs> when I... When I, when I Critique plays, I'm looking for technical things, you know, not only the, how they deliver their lines and their dialogues, but, but the set you know, design. how they use space on stage, uh-huh. the lighting, technical, you know. Oh, just oh, oh really? You're you a critic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how they use scenes. Okay. But for this one, James Whitley hit it on all notes, I mean, on all cylinders. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's a great play. It's not as great as the one that I saw last spring in uh, 2014 um, uh, when they did Toni Morrison, The Bluest Eye. Okay. But it, it's right up there. It, you oh, can tell wow. that these performers, I mean, I can mention a couple of them. One of them, uh, Brianna Anderson, Conrad Crump, Coleman Daniel, Tariq El-Sadig, 
Jenoba uh, Kosoma, who plays uh, Oya, the lead character, uh, Mariov Palome, Philip Pittman, Tori Scroggins, Brooklyn Solomon, who I absolutely love. She had one of the best voices in stage theater. Kate T. Masala. Mm-hmm. These are some great local Was it act- a musical? Actors, act- no, you uh-huh. know, there's some musical elements in it, but it's not deemed as a oh, musical. Okay, That's the trip out of part. Okay. You could, so they, but they, be, they don't break out in song in the middle of a street, right, or something like that? Or, but they sing little, you know, Oh, little, little parts verses. in it. Okay, yeah, okay, it, gotcha. And it's effective, very okay. effective. And, you know, I'm just very impressed with James Wheatley, do, uh, Wheatley doing down there. He, yeah, he's doing this great play. stuff. And also keeping, you know, keeping um, black theater alive theater, in Sacramento. Yes. You know, he's doing, but not only does he does, you know, he does these iconic, iconic, uh, plays mm-hmm. that been passed down, mm-hmm. like you know. So, Lawrence, the go see this play. Okay, well, I don't just know talk. Just based don't on talk to me. If you get a chance, hey. I don't. I don't get out much. I'm a yeah, shadow. If you do, if you get a chance, okay. I, I, I guarantee you will be impressed yourself. Okay, you know it runs to March 14th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, Thursday through Saturday, I think the play start at eight. On Sunday, it starts at two p.m. Hey, you got a couple more weeks. Please go check out this play, man. Okay. It is a great play. I so think all, all those people out there in Internet Thursdays. land, in Internet land, please go out and go to Celebration Arts and check out this play. It's called, what is it called? Once again, the, In the Red and Brown Water in the red by and Terrell brown water. Alvin McCraney, directed okay. by James, our very own James Wheatley. Yes, we got to have him on the show. That's yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. So um, we're going to go over some um, some local news really quick um just to talk about what's happening in um in the country and around the world maybe around the world i don't know if it's going to go global or not um (laughs) in this discussion but um so first of all um stuff stuff that you're going to find on uh, blacktalksacramento.com in the show notes um noam chomsky just did this wonderful interview uh where he talked about uh, you know I remember when he gave this talk when he was in, um, they did a Skype interview with him in Britain and they was talking about uh, um, black, the black struggle, the black civil rights era. And they asked him, you know, about, you know, the black cause. And he said that black people have, has only had about 20 years of real freedom. And he was like, sixty years. Yeah, he said twenty years of real freedom. That's that's all they really had. And then, and pretty much, he was talking about uh, this right before you know in the Harlem Renaissance Renaissance. era. That was our our twenty years of real freedom. Where you know after that, when the drug war came online and everything nature, and this is what he talked about that um, Ronald Reagan was an extreme racist. This is what he said. Quote, unquote. Right, right, quote, unquote. And and so that's a great thing. Click on that link that's going to be on Black Talk Sacramento. Also, too, um, we have some other things on there. Well, yeah, um, about the that LAPD got caught uh, oh. shooting a homeless man to death. <laughs> man. <laughs> tell, tell, do, you, do you know the, the specifics of this story? Or? Uh, there was a from, robbery, from right? Yeah, there was a robbery. It was this robbery. And they went to Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And they approached this one guy, and like I said, I ain't hear them, them saying, "Hey, you know, we're, we're looking for a suspect." So on the video, there's a the video. One. There's there's a video online. There's a video where you watch their a very interaction video, with this homeless guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they wind up shooting the cops in L.A. Wind up shooting this guy. Yeah, I saw times. that. Yeah, he he was on the ground, 
and the and the police officer took out the gun and shot him while he was on the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it was five times, but he was just going off like he was a thug. You know, he was just and he just shot him like it was almost an execution. No, no, no. There was a struggle. You can tell there was a struggle. It's, but they had know, like five cops there. But, well, That's the first thing they go to. Five cops there. You could get out there. And you, uh, and, and you could, and later on, you're going to pull out a gun and you're going to shoot this guy five times. You got about five, six cops there. I don't right. really understand. I mean, pretty much, you don't even have to tackle the guy you just surround him and say okay we got five guys here what you gonna do right. you know and, and to me i just think that they go to violence too quickly now yes yes it's way too quick i mean yeah. what what happened to the foot patrol cop what happened to the cop that be like hey son how you doing what's, mm-hmm. you know, i know this guy don't yeah yeah him, yeah whatever you know it's like i see that you're having a hard time right now <laughs> but yeah, we don't have those it. kind of cops anymore no they they are we're gonna put our foot in your butt and that's, it's right just, now it's just a plain and we're going to find out more about this to get, to make it more definitive. But when we look at the stuff, it's all about excessive right. force. Right. When to use it, when to not use it. Right. This was, I, I just really can't, you know, it's, it's, it's right. disturbing. It's just flat out disturbing. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And you said the government has some mental issues maybe? Or yeah, something? well, in the, story, in the story, he said that the, the person has some mental issues and he found himself on skid row. And and that's the other issues that we don't have the facilities to deal with people with these mental issues mm-hmm. since they closed all those right. um, mental things. I think that was under Reagan too. Right, he I'm closed say all that. Those, Reagan, Reagan did yeah, that. Yeah, when they closed all those uh, mental institu- institutions to house these people. And so the only place they have to go is to jail, mm-hmm. right? Or to skid row or be homeless. And because they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with, you mm-hmm. know. There's no resources or programs out there that can help them. It's not cool, their, man. Their issues. It's not cool whatsoever. Um, the, the, next, the next thing that we're talking about here. Here. Just a few more things that we're going to talk about before we get into our guest um, that we have here. I believe Harley White is our guest today. Uh, without without Marichelle here guiding us on, on the guest. So um, so next up we have the um, um, the U.S. Postal Service is to honor ah, the late Dr. Yes, Maya yes, Angelou. Yes yes, 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 yes. This is the bomb. That so is, that is that is truly beautiful. And it is so you buy that stamp, please. Right, buy that stamp yeah. so they keep it in circulation. Hey, hey. Uh, what so I do, I buy these stamps and I keep them. Okay. I collect them. Okay. I, I know we're going to use them. <laughs> I, know, I know because everybody pay their bills online, right? You yeah. don't mail your bills anymore. Um, well, I know I don't. So, But, yeah, buy the stamps, keep them. They are collector items, you know, and, and make sure that you, that you have that to memorialize. You know what's great about this? They didn't wait a couple of years. They didn't wait four or five, ten years to, uh, to do this. I know she just passed, uh, right. you know, a while ago, not too uh just a while ago, but they didn't waste any time with this. We got to right. do this now. And right. that, that, that was a great move by the U.S. Postal Service. Right. That's very cool. And okay. And then the other issue we have here is the FCC approves in tech news. Ah, yes. The FCC approves net neutrality rules um, um, classifying broadband internet as a utility. So a lot of people have a confusion of what net neutrality is. Explain that. Okay. So net neutrality is that the internet treats all websites equally. So there is no fast lanes or slow lanes on the Internet. So basically what the FCC said was that the Internet, which is true, which a lot of countries, Europe, um, a lot of countries do, is that now, like for instance, a lot of people don't even fill out applications anymore when they go in to a place. They, right. they go do online. Do it online. 
to fill it out. Mm-hmm. And and if you go to school, like I know at Sac City, when I was leaving Sac City, you had to download your syllabus mm-hmm. from the internet. This this the internet is no longer something that you play at mm-hmm. where you go to play. We, it's a necessity. Right, and watch porn. It's ne- right. Necessity. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> the internet is a utility. It's, it's just as serious, it's just as um needed as water as your phone Mm -hmm. so it needs to be regulated as a utility not as um something that um like a sports utility vehicle Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing where Mm -hmm. you you know something that is an extracurricular thing Mm -hmm. it's not this is a utility so the fcc had are made this rule where because what Comcast was trying to do was that they was trying to sell you packages right oh you can buy a faster speed or whatever it may be but now but the real issue was that they can go to a company like Netflix right. and say, you have to pay us more to go over our lines mm-hmm. to your customers for a faster, mm-hmm. faster service because we will, we will slow you down because you take up more broadband. And that's what happened is that and, – and because not only that, but they was in competition with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Comcast because, That's why they did it. Right. And they wanted, to, they wanted to slow them down so that people can go to mm-hmm. Comcast.com and watch their shows. It's another word for that. Yes. Monopoly. <laughs> right. And, and, so, and so, so now they can't do that. Now they can't go to these companies and say, well, not until they get another president and <laughs> he put in another, uh, another person at the FCC. And we'll see. Yeah, we, we, we will see. We'll so see. That's, um, so that is very – and so, okay, and yeah, more they're, they're tech – They're consumers here. That's the way I see it. Right, know. right, right. So in more tech news, um, they are the, – the race – there is a race going on right now for, um, for 3D printed housing. What? Yes. So Ex- – uh, Explain that to me, man. That's – Wow. Well, well, Very well. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people have jobs in the in the in construction industry, right? Yes. So that's one of the last places you go, especially a lot a lot of, you know Latinos. They a lot of Latinos work in construction, right. and a lot of Black people work in construction. Um, but there is a race going on in the industrial places to actually um, make it so that they just bring out this big machine to a location and print the house. So you know what 3D printing is, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, so it's like a thing you can you can print whatever you want, but it's usually it's printing small things like it it print a cup or right. it print um um door handles or something yes. like that where we have a lot of those items around today. But they actually want to make these big things. They're going to start off small where they actually print out the walls and stuff first and they just take it to the location to construct it. Right. Right? right? But the the dream is to actually bring the machine to the location and just print the building right there and then they just come in there and put the wires in. Oh, gotta, so that's going to get a that's going to that's going to destroy a lot of uh, jobs. This, uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That just take a take away the working man's effort, you know? Right, right, right. So that's that's we not got cool. A machine. So. Yeah, once again, we got the machine taking over. Well, well I, that's why I say I want to keep people apprised of the technology, see where we're going. As you do. Right, right. So that we can say black people you need to get into this technology. You need to get into 3D printing. Yeah, exactly. You right. need you to get make a bundle into all the, you know, the, way the next going. generation, right? You just don't. don't. Once it start, it ain't going right, back the right. way. Right, right. You need to buy us a 3D <laughs> printer <laughs> so we know how to design exactly. 3D printing I, I, objects and stuff. So let's not get stuck in the 20th century. We need to move into the 21st mm-hmm. and to the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that is our thing. So now. Interesting. Uh, Glad you brought that up. Yes, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so now we're going to play a little tune from our, for our from our next guest. It's coming up. And um and Harley then White. we're going to talk to him about what he has. Mr. Harley White. So, here we go.
right, welcome back to Black Talk Sacramento. Right now, we are going to talk to one of my favorite local artists, uh, Harley White. And we just got through playing, what was it, Burba? Bubba Miley was a trumpet player in the Ellington band who created the uh, the Wawa effect, the Wawa Wawa. Oh, wah. yeah. Okay. So, so I just took the, his name and because uh, it's now everybody does it now that plays brass, but he's the first guy to do it. So it's Bubberism. Oh, okay. So made, yeah. All right. So he's so, the first one to put the little thing on the trumpet. Bubber the hat. Miley, yeah. Is that what it's called? A Berber or what is no, it called? No, no, no. His name is Bubber. That's doing Wah effect. Wah wah. Okay. The Wah okay, yeah, Wah effect. Guitar, was his, so he did he did he coin the word Wah Wah or or did y'all just I come think, up with I it later? I think it's just just the, yeah the sound it sounds like well, it sounds like a Wah Wah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But the thing about that, I mean, the piece about that though. So you have to flash forward to the 50s. Okay. There was an English trumpet player named Clyde McKay. Clyde mm-hmm. McKay. And he was proficient at the wah-wah too. Mm. And he helped the Vox Corporation develop a pedal. So those guitar players right. get, get a wah effect. Okay. And then we all know what happened. You know, Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton, they yeah. also used the wah. Yeah. But that yeah. was directly from the Vox Corporation going to a trumpet player and asking them how. So that, get, was that like the first instance of sampling? Where, well, where they the, try the, to the, imitate the sound of the trumpet I, or the sound of the... Well, there's, I, you know, I have other instances where I could say I, that was the first example of, of sampling. But I am going to say that you, when you think of the wah-wah guitar, you don't think of Ellington. Right. But, that it, yeah, Jimi Hendrix came out of Ellington, like, okay. directly. Cause oh, really? The, the wah-wah pedal. The okay. Bubba Miley was a trumpet player in the Ellington band that made going wah hot. Oh. Right? And right. It's going wah, it's wah, wah, wah on your guitar, people still doing it. Right, yeah. And yeah. So I'm, that's why I kept with that song, Bubberism, to bring that effect that because, you know, I do more than jazz, I do everything. Okay. And so I, I kind of. But it also, the, the also that, that song, I mean, the, the, even the name of it is it's it's like education of where the origin of but this. That's, yes, so. Yeah, so you, because you paid homage to the person that invented it. So exactly. that's very cool. And too. so there's a, there's a remix on there ed- too. Edutainment. The, edutainment. No, I'm all yeah. about the edutainment. I'm all about the edutainment. Yeah. Not to be all um, always popping off and being uh, pedantic and talking, but it's just so important. Um, pedantic. But, uh, that's a, that's um, a just, And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get into it, but we're some folks that don't know our history. Right. It's right. just, just right. how it is. Right. We right. Don't, we don't have, I don't teach any black kids music. Right. It's well, just how well, it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, teach anymore because I just got tired of it. But 20 years I was doing it. Right. It's all white nation kids. Right. So... I, it's 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 a part of like I still want to entertain the people, but every chance I can share people the legacy, I do. Right, I do. right, right. Because right. I think it's important. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, you kind of like Milton Bowens that way, where Milton Bowens take the opportunity to use his art right. for for to educate as well as pay homage and to memorialize these people that came before. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah, that that is uh, and so all the other songs in the album aren't so. Educationally bent, but that happen, you happen to pick the one. Okay, so <laughs> so tell, tell us about the. So is this an al- upcoming album that you have coming up, or we uh, we finished the album about two months ago. Um, just uh, I'm pressing some vinyl huh? and trying to come up with a, a legitimate strategy for getting you know traveling with nine guys is very hard. Yes, and yes, so, yes. And we don't live in the most uh, musician friendly era of music, you know, right. uh, you know, and so. I'm coming up scheming with all these kind of ways to get it together. But yes, the album is coming out this summer. All right. So when, when it, are you going to have an album release or? Oh, yeah. 
I, I, you know, that's, that's one of the things I've been debating. I mean, you tell me. I mean, people don't buy albums anymore, so why should I have a release? Well, people buy to support now. No, okay. So, yeah, so, so, so if I've been you, trying if you to make think, a, yeah, so like, it's just like a poetry, right? Poetry, people don't really read poetry, yeah. but they will buy a book to support you. You know, so, so if you have an album release, then people people come just be like, okay, I have it signed by the artist, you know, th- because it, it makes it into a keepsake. Well, I'm with you 100. percent So yeah. that's what I've so I've been thinking about the release. What does it look like? Yeah. And uh, and what am I offering? And so as my fact, um, I'm moving into a different type of production. So I guess. Um, I won't have an official release in the traditional sense of a way. Mm-hmm. I won't have a chance for people to support me, like you said. But I'm doing more food benefits, not okay. food benefits, but more food events, more theatrical. Okay. Moving out of just, we're at Harlow's, come to my show, yes. we're on stage, yes. okay. don't we play well? Make clap. it into a whole... Oh, yeah. Okay. So and that's that's really why when you ask me... Holistic approach to album release. Yeah, I, I am having a release, but it's going to be a little bit different than your okay. average release. It's going to okay. be a little different. So, so I wasn't so trying to be cryptic. Harley, what's the norm right now as far as music? As you said, you know, when we were growing up, you know, it, it was real to real. Then it was cassettes. Then it was CDs. Oh. Now where are we at? Where are we going with this? Where well, do you see okay. this music? I'm, I'm, I'm and then Spotify. You have Spotify and Spotify. Yeah. And wow. Pandora. That's, things, that's a good question, but I have three answers for it because your question it hits on a couple of different things. Um, Okay, let's compare the old time today and why, what's up with the music. Well, they gutted music education. I mean, let's just talk about it. They gutted music education. One of my favorite jokes is like you see an MC on stage and you have his crew behind him, right? Eight or nine dudes, right? But in the 70s, all those dudes would have had instruments. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. You know, now, that's not their fault. We've gutted school music. Mm-hmm. And, and just the nature of our folks, we're going to keep making music. You don't have to give me, I'll take a turntable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where they cut the. I, I, I'll go get some. I'll get me some paint buckets. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's what we do. So yeah. we improvise. So the yeah. So the music wasn't going to stop. Unfortunately, though, the same discipline that it takes to play the cello for thirty years, play it well. MCs don't have that same type of patience. Uh, it's just not laid out discipline. that way. Discipline. Just discipline. when you, when you turn thirty, you're old. You're done. Right. Well, nobody want to hear. It. Oh yeah, nobody want to hear no, a thirty-year-old yeah, yeah, rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are still paying eighty dollars <laughs> to see BB, and he can't even play anymore. Right, 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 right. But right. you can't play like BB unless you've been playing for sixty right, years. Right, right. So there's so that's why we have so much of a, I think a fall off of music. Um, so we have um, a, a little bit of disinterest in music. Playing music is easier than it's ever been before. So mar- the marginally talented can get a lot of money. Right. And uh, often that is the. Uh, now people use that as the hallmark of whether you're good or not, how much money, because they all throwing it in the videos. Right. I mean, I don't remember the temps were always dressed nice, but they weren't throwing money at people and going like, oh. "Hey, that, that's just not what they were selling." Right, right, right. So, at the root, I just don't think artists are as esteemed as they were because they don't have to do the work like they used to. Now you, you, you hmm. mentioned something interesting. Significant. As we go into this discussion, because I remember a few months ago you were a panelist at the Brick House, and you said something that stood out to me, and I mentioned this to you before, and, and just because what you just said, they don't study piano anymore. Oh either. man, yeah, just with this, uh, they don't do anything anymore, and, like, and uh, it's a problem. 
there's a problem, and I don't even know how to address it. How do these such talented people let the art form just slip away from them? I'm tired of sharing this with only white folks. Do you understand? So, so how do we get... <laughs> do you understand? So hardly. Go to the jazz festival. <laughs> They've written us out of the whole damn thing. Yeah. So how do we get back, back to that, though? Uh, really, the, uh, Mayor Shell came. He's joining us right hey, now. Hey, Mayor Shell Brown. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a tough one because my mom took piano lessons, right, right. and my my grandparents went rich, and um, it was I forget her name, but she was the woman that took my mom to see Josephine Baker I and Saunders took her to see Leontine Price. So I would say piano lessons. But you've got to have that parent who thinks it's important. Yeah. You, I mean, that's, that's, that is the reason why I don't really have a lot of black students. I mean, the white parents know they got to drive them to the lesson, pay for the lessons, mm -hmm. fix the instruments. It's an investment. Mm -hmm. Now, piano doesn't have that because you got to just drop them off the piano teacher. But you just got to think it's important, and we just don't have a generation. Of well, I was talking to I was talking to someone uh, uh, recently about this subject, and talking about how black people invent an art form and then leave it behind. And we was talking about that because we we event rap right and then and I, I can see that we would leave it behind you know because Iggy will take it over whomever everybody say, else will I, take I would it say over it was more right and then we, we invent jazz we invent um uh, did we invent ragtime I don't know if we invent well, ragtime I, I mean, or not we we we, we invented okay. uh okay. country and western well, 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 yes, blues I'm glad you brought this up because right. um you don't really have to go that deep and I don't even go to the root of why I'm kind of don't mess with the Sacramento traditional jazz festival people mm -hmm. because. All that that you just said was Congo Square. Right. All the Louisiana, rhythms of Congo Square are still with us. Mm -hmm. right. New Orleans. Everybody's still using Congo Square Who's rhythms. Who's Congo Square? New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Short story, Congo Square. It was a slave market. Africans from all over Africa and the Caribbean came there. They weren't from the same tribe. But right. on Sundays, they could get together and play right. drums. That was the only day okay. they could get together. That's, that's, and then when Reconstruction came, that's when they put the kibosh on that. They killed the whole Creole culture. The Creoles had learned how to play the classical instruments. They're getting kicked down to the darker black people. That's the beginning of jazz. Okay. When the Africans that were playing drums all of a sudden had a clarinet. Right. And a Creole to teach them how to play it. Right. So when you said all the different styles, I don't even go there. I go Congo Square music. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you Congo know, Square music. You go to the origin. Well, we like we like genres. <laughs> Black history is every day. <laughs> we like Thank genres. I want I want a different I'm like, okay, I want I like because you know you can't go to I, you can't go to iTunes and be like, okay, I want Congo Square music. <laughs> but, no, You're like, I want actually, some jazz. But, but you know, you know, I, I think that's important though. I think that's very important because that does show the origin of where where everything has that's come where from, it came right? From. Mm -hmm. And and if if we can reteach that, you know, to even with inside of hip hop, mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay, so just not now. Let me be really clear. I actually respect what they do at the traditional jazz society, right? Okay. But they'll sit up with the kids and they got the youth program and like, you know, in 1920 they did the Chicago style and you need to know about Turk Murphy and the they'll talk about everything yeah. but Congo Square. Mm -hmm. They never sit that kid down and make them play some rhythm. Right. And that is why their whole festival is whack. That's why you don't want to go. That's why I do There's no African drums. But, but, but it's not for us. Right, you, but, you can well, say that it's not for us. It's, it's like it's there. It's there. It's, it's their it's, interpretation, extrapolation. Of, right. right, right. And so, so, but but again, so once you take the African drums out of it, I don't care. 
in America, you kind of off base. Yeah, I mean. So it's, a, it's an abstraction. It's an abstraction of. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I don't, give me a favorite recipe, taking the sugar out of a pound cake. Like, That's <laughs> right. a biscuit. Right. 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 You don't put well, any butter in your, in your I pound think, cake. I think they have the co-op. Yeah. It turns they have into a pumpkin pie. They have a vegan cookie. You're not taking that pound cake to nobody's church on Sunday and cutting it up and putting it out there. It'll be there with the services. Nobody gonna touch that. Gluten-free pound cake. Yeah, they gonna touch that the black church of Christ. Yeah, but so, 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 so that that is really that's why I won't just poo poo the youth. That's why I won't poo poo the music today because I still hear Congo yeah. Square. Okay, yeah. I still hear it. Okay, and all the digitized beats. Yeah, they can't play drums. With Kanye's doing tight beats, and I okay. Yeah, did you hear? Ta, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a Brazilian thing. Okay, that's what that is. I hear it. Right. I know where it's from. Right. 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 You know, I I know the code. Right. Being a musician right. and playing those styles. And so we need to bring Congo Square back. We that's what that. we need to do. We need to bring Congo Square back. Um, piano lessons, singing. Yeah. Um, really um, taking a music experience. This is, well, this is what rappers don't get to experience. I'm going to be very, very succinct. Now, all the notes are lined up to your chakras. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. That's how those Catholics were able to go around the planet and teach everybody their hymns. Mm -hmm. Right. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Do, re, do, mi. And you can stand in front of my dad. I saw my dad do this in front of Viamini's kids that didn't even speak English. He had them singing, just going, do, re, because you can teach people. So the body is a resonant musical instrument itself. Mm -hmm. So when you're singing or you're playing that piano, especially with somebody else, you got frequency vibrations and things going on. It's holistic. It mm -hmm. feels good. Right. It's collaboration. It's right. collaboration. And that's the thing. So I work with MCs, though. They don't really ever, they sing, they're talking. They don't really resonate. Right, right, right. right. They don't really right. resonate. And right. that's what I think is missing. They're missing from that. Mm -hmm. That spiritual resonation. Right. Now, or Drake's or, now or singing all his hooks now, so that might not all be how it's going to be. Well, well we, we have, a, there, there are a couple of uh, 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 hip hop artists that are out there that you, you do get that yeah, from well, that, uh, Kendrick would, Lamar. He does yeah, a yeah, great right, right. interpretation. Saul Williams. Yeah, Saul yeah. Williams. So, so there's... Right. Uh, well, well, that's... Yeah, that's... Then we that's get, why. Then we get into spoken <laughs> right, right, exactly. Well, well, then we get into spoken word, you know, because, you know, especially when they start doing hip-hop not just for, you know, commercial use, when they start getting, digging deep into meaning and... Social, right. poli so, social political things. Yeah, yeah. So, issues. but but your your yours is different, I think. What you're talking about is... It's going to a, another place, and it's. I think spoken word has musical elements in it, but it's 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 part cerebral and less. You know what I'm trying to say? It's less. Less uh, resonate. Well, well, yeah. I, I okay. So, but it has you a yourself bit of, though, Lawrence. I mean, you turn into a total different performer. I, I was say. Yeah, was, when uh, when I hear you speak, man, I, it's not you speaking over the microphone like you are now. Uh -huh. I hear you in a rhythm. Oh yes. Oh man. Well, yeah. 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 Well, well, yeah. You, you call it cadence, right? Cadence. You have a, you have a certain cadence yeah. to 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 a poem, right? And to make it to make it, you know, no. different delivery style. You know, I guess I guess you could say it's almost like people playing from the page and then people filling it. You know, but I'm gonna go back to just it's Congo Square rhythm. Everything Congo Square. You know what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My mama for, for my mom. See for my no for my mom she she was like everything everything could be solved by a colonic 
everything. Mom, I broke my arm. You need a colonic, boy. <laughs> That's well, what you said. Well, like, well, like, well, no, but okay. Like okay, okay. Well, but okay, as much as I just said about, I think that that's something, I wasn't putting down the MCs and what they do or whatever, because again, they're riding the rhythm and that right. syntax. Yeah. And, yeah, the cadence. And, yeah, 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 the cadence. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah, so, um, yeah, and the plus just that internal clock. You, you know, you can hear in real MC, you can hear the right. beat. Right. Without the, you can hear. Okay, you can hear. So, so I'm, I'm I'm late getting here, so I'm not for sure if we <laughs> if we had. <laughs> I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure if you spoke about your particip your participating in hip hop, the early days in Sacramento. You are one of the originals. Oh, 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 oh you didn't talk about this? Okay, oh, oh, you started it. Look, 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 you started no, no, no. it. Let's talk about See, that. We got talk about come this. Come on. Come yeah. on, you, you, you gotta fess up. Uh, fess up to you. Okay, okay, you are okay, the okay, rhythm okay, behind. Name, name names. <laughs> you, you are part of this history, man. All right, all right. This is the thing. This is why it's hard to talk about it. And it is hard to talk about it because there's not the same reverence. Okay. I love seeing you, and it's a faded right. memory, but um, it's mostly a favorite memory. Nobody, I mean, okay, this is what I'm talking about. And this is another thing, but keeping on point. Okay. I went to see Rakim. Right. And what it, it might have been out of overpriced. The show might have been, but, but what was discouraging was it was all I, I it was like a workshop reunion. Right. right. It was, I, I think I saw everybody that was my age there. I wasn't the youngsters. Where right. I was like, where are the youngsters? And, and the thing is, in my field, which I'll say jazz and, and R and B, see we revere Sly Stone. We love, love. Duke. Ooh. I wish I could go see Duke Ellington. Right, if right. I was an MC. I wish I could. I hope they would love Rakim like right. the way I love Herbie Hancock. Right, right. And I right. don't think they do. And so I don't. It's never fresh. The conversation's not, it's not fresh anymore. Because well, whose fault, who's fault is that? Do you think? I think again back to because I don't think because young people young okay. people okay. revere what they are taught to revere. This is the problem though, and I don't know exactly why this. I, I kind of tip maybe suggested at it, but it's just not cool to grow old in hip hop yet. <laughs> Right. It's just not cool. It's a young person's game. Yeah. yeah, it's just for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, one time, you know, you bought the car, you had all the girls, you start talking about grown man life, it's time to go make family films like Ice Cube. It's time to be a detective on a television show. Yeah. I'll read there yet. Yeah. <laughs> you got people like E-40 is still poor. <laughs> so. I mean, that's what well, I'm saying, I mean, but it's yeah. now, and Jay-Z's rapping Jay -Z, at 40 yeah. and people, so right. it's now well, growing it's up. Just, yeah. It's just now growing up. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah, like it's just it's now, now growing just up. It's kind of just folding arms, kind of waiting. Right, right. Because I want to well, do a hip-hop ballet. You just ain't ready to do that. They try to they try to hip hop. They try to hip hop. I that a couple times. But I'm talking about, but that that they have budgets. I'm talking about cats. Just cats. I just bumped into those cats. We just trying to do stuff. It wasn't right. really like. Right. I don't really want to make it like this thing where, um, I'm twisting people's arms. This should be a natural, like this show. This should be a natural extension of what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. You know. Right. So that's why I don't have that many hip hop guys in my circle because they're not really coming to it with like. We're 20 years better now, aren't we? Right, 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 right. No, I am 20 years better. Right. Most of the MCs I know local, they don't even have rap anymore. Right. They're done. Yeah, yeah. And so then I'm hanging with the kids all the time, and I'm not doing any molly and talking all this stuff. I don't care to learn their vernacular and stuff. I'll go listen to a trap beat and go, that's cool. I'm, just, I'm not about it like that anymore. I, I did want to ask you a question, though. So we uh, have a few minutes left. Thank you. Mm -hmm. what, what did you think about uh, uh, Glory, the song Glory from oh, Selma? Yeah. The, the one Oscar. that won the... You know, I, John Legend, common. I haven't seen the movie yet. 
Oh, it, I haven't really? seen the movie yet. I haven't okay. seen it. And well, it's not, it's not seen like it. I'm boycotting it. I just haven't seen it. I have fallen out with Hollywood movies. I am going to go support that movie. Yeah, because that sister. She's yeah, very, yeah, yeah, sister. sister but made, I yeah. just, I'm just a homer like that. And just know how hard it is for well, black filmmakers. Netflix. How hard it is for black filmmakers to get their things to point B. Yeah. They just yeah. get my $5 just because I, just, I know. Not yeah. the really dumb low. I mean, I'm talking about the spikes and the Chris Rocks and the Annas and stuff. But for the most part, Hollywood movies are detrimental to black people. I'm sorry, they just uh, are. Just for you know, it won an Oscar for what best song. And I, so I, yeah, I know it won something. I know it's high up there. I, I quite, quite honestly, I think they were just throwing us a bone. I mean, they didn't, they didn't have any uh, black actors or actresses in any other category. Okay, well, yeah. even the sisters should have been at least nominated. Well, I, you I know, that's, that's why. That's, that's another thing. Alone. I know I'm well, going to Well, that's why we should have our own. You know? We yeah, should have our own. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yes. We should really should <laughs> be like, you know. But, but, but to get back to that song, though, I think that song is a very powerful. Uh, it's a nice song. Yeah, it, it is. It, I, I mean, yeah, it's nice. all the way from the words to, you know. Yeah, it's nice. It's Yeah. It's nice. So whether they give us accolades for that, or not. Well, we don't need alcoholics. We, yeah, you know, but, I you think know. we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, no, where, and, yeah. And, and, and I feel okay, the same. Okay, so, I, you and know. that's that's the same so, thing about. So, yeah, we got to keep. I, I don't really mean to be ripping like because I, I seen a few just real quick because I seen a, a few of those movies and, and Eddie Redmayne uh, deserved Best Actor for uh, the Theater of Everything. That that was a great movie. Should have won Best Picture. The of the year. Oh, oh, okay. As, as well as the other one. I don't mean you know to mm-hmm. yeah, uh, right, right. deny those. Actors. Oh yeah, they got skill. They're not right. Okay, they got skill. But I did see some other, you know, other performances out there that warranted, you know, the same position. That's right. Oh, I didn't okay. know you were such a you were such a theater yeah, gore. Yeah, here we go. But, but, <laughs> here we go. So, so, but so here's my question to you, as a people, as a Congo Square people. And we pay setters. <laughs> okay, to okay, we're gonna. No, end, I am. I we're, am. We're gonna because, end okay, it on this. Yeah, go no, ahead. Go because, ahead. Because like, I'm gonna say that those when Hollywood got those rhythms, it helped them blow up the entertainment industry. Yes, it did. Louis Armstrong on swing rhythms. I said, I'm, yeah, I'm giving Congo Square the credit for all of this. Okay, I am. And so, why in 2015 with Oprah and people like Dick Clark showing the way? Because Dick Clark got mad. At the uh, Academy Grammys because they didn't get Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. That's when right. he started the American Music Awards. Right, right. That's what. When exactly. is Oprah going to pull that one? Just like, oh, when are the BET Awards going to be like valuable? Or when is the NAACP? We have the awards. Why are they so cheap? Right. Why are they not? Why are they? Why? Why are we mad about who's won, who didn't won the best song? But we don't get upset. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Congo Square in the Grammys. Like, no, yeah. Congo Square right, in the Grammys. Right, 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 right. right. But, but, <laughs> okay. but, yeah, well, I think that, you know, the people that you mentioned, they, they knew Negroes. So they, 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 they post, they post black. Is that what that is? Yeah, they, they post, okay. you know, they, they post, you know, they talk about it all the time. They, they knew black. So they, they don't think that, you know, they, okay. they, they, they so black, they beige. So they really don't. <laughs> okay, well, I'm talking about that award show. That, yeah, even they Justin really Timberlake could actually win Best R&B. Right. He could, I mean, he's right. still, we're not being racist. Yeah. No, no, he no, dropped no. a joint, and he got it, and then we all, all, we're all arguing about that. He Justin should have won. But we know there was way more equitable than the Grammys, mm-hmm. way more flavorful than the Oscars. Yeah. I'm t- I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch this stuff anymore. Right. right. I'll talk yeah, to you guys about yeah, yeah, like, This year was weak, I have to admit. So, okay, yeah, so when, when is the show, when is your album releasing or dropping okay. or being, you know, okay, so, so where they can download or I don't know what you're doing. Well, okay, so it. you can get my single. My single is out. It's, well, we on CD Baby. Okay. Cupcake, there's a Cupcake and the remakes are out. You can't okay. get those on CD. So there has been a single release. But uh, the show that I'm doing is March 8th. I'm going to be doing it at Spiritual Life Center, and we're doing what's called the West End Cabaret, 
where I'm bringing back Sacramento history in a colorful way. Okay. We're doing food menus from the era. We're attacking different eras. This first one is going to be 20s and 30s jazz in Sacramento, which, when you study it, which I've been doing, it's all Asian musicians. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that because the West End, there was Chinatown, Japantown, and then K Street kind of went through the, the middle, yeah. and everybody else kind of just lived around those two peripheries, right? And so we're going to be doing 20s and 30s songs. I got Bill Burr showing some pictures. The next one that we're going to be doing is the post-World War. And I'm really excited about this one because we're going to be able to talk about Nathaniel Colley. Okay. But um, we're gonna be, I'm going to be doing film noir. People don't know that there was a huge movie industry in Sacramento. There was like 150 oh. films made in Sacramento. Yeah. Let me yeah. give the show awesome. a breakdown. Yeah. In the 20s, um, steamboat movies became huge. But who could fly a crew out to New Orleans whenever the time they wanted to shoot a steamboat movie? So they came up to Sacramento. Right so here, Sacramento so had a bustling film oh, industry. Yeah, and so all the theaters and all the music palaces uh, thrived because all these artists were here trying to work. It's all been, but all that got mowed down. People, it, it's I-5 now. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm bringing that beat back. Okay. Yeah. All, right. all right. So we have here Harley White. Junior. 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 He's an edutainer. He is a history buff from yeah, Sacramento. Bring it back to the yeah. Congo Square. And he has a message. So please <laughs> go out to his um, March 8th Congo, Congo Square. Square. Um, go out to, yeah, Congo Rubik's Cube. So go out to uh, March 8th. Uh, do you have a website? Um, you can hit me up through Facebook, Harley White Jr. All my, so go, yeah, go to, Har- go to, to Facebook and, yeah. and check all out. All events and everything. All his events is on. Um, Harley like the motorcycle, white like the color. All right, Harley White Jr., I like that. Right. I like room, room. Give it up. Give it up for Harley White <laughs> Jr., y'all. Thank you. Give it up for yourself. Yes, yes, show. yes. Thank you. thank you. And thank you very much. And that has been Black Talk Sacramento number eight. Signing and off. we are right here. And so check us out at um, blacktalksacramento.com. Come on down here to Underground Books and buy a book. Buy a book. Buy a book. Yes. Buy two or three books. That's right. That's right. Buy, buy a book. Um, and so my name is Inside Ah. Antonio, Tony, quote unquote, Harvey. <laughs> and <laughs> Marichelle J. Brown. <laughs> the late. The late. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Let's not, no, let's not. <laughs> the tardy. <laughs> yeah, the tardy. The tardy. Yeah. <laughs> always on time. <laughs> He's on his own time. <laughs> Signing off. All right. Thank you very much. Signing off. All right. <laughs> Thank you.